Well, I am curious, and I thought about this when you're like, okay, I've got like an hour and a half of interviews lined up. Was there something that someone asked that was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting question and kind of made you think about a response? Um, I mean, I, I guess a lot of it was sort of what you predict, like how does it feel? What does it mean to you? Um, but I was talking with um Sean with the New York Times and she had asked, you know, how has life changed since the Olympics? And, you know, when I think about it, it really hasn't in terms of my happiness. But I've been thinking a lot lately about the difference between my passion and my purpose. And I was I don't know if I articulated it well to her or not, but I was trying to explain that like the biggest thing for me post-Olympics and just what skiing does for me in general is the ability to like propel forward the causes that I care about. Emily program and winners and share winter and those things. And um, it's sort of like skiing is my passion and I love it. And it's so fun and there's great people and like everything about this sport is awesome, but it's not my purpose in life. My purpose isn't to win ski races. Um, Thank God. <laughs> my purpose is to try to like, give people like a healthier relationship to sport and their body realizing that my purpose is different from my passion has really helped me navigate pressure and things in sport because yes every time I win you get more platforms and so you can talk about the things that you want to talk about and talk about those causes that you really care about and so you're able to better spread that message but I still get to be an ambassador for meeting programs and organizations, even if I don't win. And so I think it was really important for me to be able to separate those two. Um, and that's helped me a lot. You know, just thinking about sort of the, 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 the crude aspect of this perhaps is like the performance. Um, and I mean that qualifying it with like the bigger picture, like MLA project and what have you, it's, it, those are things that are, you know, change people's lives. And, and skiing obviously changes your life and performances like this change your life uh, in some capacity. Um, yeah, like where, uh, I guess to put this in perspective for people who follow the sport, um, I'm assuming this is a major deal. It is a major deal, but for you personally to have this as a goal, uh, can you talk about that? And and again, maybe it's cliche, but why this is significant to you? Yeah, and you know, I love that you always, recognize like, okay, to put it crudely, it's about the results. Because the thing is, like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, and I still have to conduct myself in a manner that I can be proud of myself when I go to bed tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you win the tour and you get a free pass for the year. Like, you still have to be a good person every day. <laughs> and so, um, and so in that way, it's not about results at all. It's about like, are you a good teammate? Are you the same teammate when you lose as you are when you win? And, you know, you have to hope that you can say yes to that. But um, in terms of just the results, this was really, really cool. Um, and I think, I think the to me is because, yeah, winning the tour was just like this career pipe dream like this huge goal, but also because of what it takes from the whole team. Like our techs delivered amazing skis day after day. Like they worked so hard. We had competitive skis every single race and we had 
amazing PT and massage help and we had a nutritionist with us and we had a great team atmosphere and we had everyone just having their shit dialed because that's what you have to do every single day. Like you can't turn it off. Um, and so I think for me, it was, I think when I had my little, uh, breakdown and ugly cry fest at the finish line, it was cause I started walking towards where the coaches were. And I kind of thought about like, holy shit, like this is not just for me, you know, like this is for our whole country. Like so many people had to put so much work in for this opportunity to even happen. And then I think I also started crying because it was such, I mean, I was trying so hard to not put pressure on myself. And usually I'm pretty good at that. Like with the smiles and the sparkles and the dancing at the start line, I'm pretty good at breaking it down to like, Hey, I get to do this. Like, this is so cool. It's so fun. It should be fun. It's sport. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you can only have so many yellow bibs given to you before it starts to kind of like, you start to feel this pressure, like, Oh my gosh, like, well, like I really, really want to make this happen. Like so many people are wishing me luck and cheering for me. And I just, I want to carry this through to the end. And so I had so much nerves and pressure and um, just feeling like, okay, I did it. Like it was such an emotional release to be done with that race and to realize that um, I, you know, it was the kind of pressure that makes you crack and I didn't. Um, and just the pride of holding it together, I think, was what I felt the most. A few things. One is from a pressure standpoint, how might that manifest the night before a race? Are you able to sleep okay or are you uh, a little bit restless? Oh, it very much manifests physically for me. <laughs> um, and I think I've talked to you about this before, but like during world champs or Olympics or tours, like I feel pressure like very physically, even if in my brain, I think I don't feel it at all. Like during the Olympics, I literally had like skin falling off my finger. Like I had a finger that like just lost all its skin for like no apparent reason. Like just weird things happen. Um, kind of gross. Um, but this tour, I like, I just was getting these intense like stomach aches. So I'd get to the point where I'd like go down to dinner and shovel in as much like, high nutrient dense food as I could. Cause I knew I had about 15 minutes before I'd have to go lay down. Cause I just like, couldn't sit upright anymore. Um, so like I definitely like wasn't sleeping very well. And, um, chef Allen like saved my tour by making me just like absolutely packed smoothies every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel pressure physically for sure. And this was the other thing that I was thinking about as you were talking about like pressure and yeah, you sort of qualify it. Yeah, there's the sparkles and a little jig before maybe the start. Um, and those things are kind of, you know, performative. It becomes sort of an athlete shtick, so to speak. But at the same time, it's also like you said, like it's it's a an opportunity to sort of channel some energy away from sort of internal pressure. If that makes, you know, that's sort of how I'm sort of fleshing that out a bit. Mm -hmm. um, that said, like, what's, what is the Jesse Diggins like who is 
um, you know, I, like I, I think I mentioned, I was on the phone with Ivan Babakov and, and with Devin Kershaw before I got on with you. And we were talking about just like what it takes to be singularly focused to be successful at the World Cup level. But that said, through a tour, you know, when you, how would you describe yourself from the perspective of, I'm trying to be careful with my words, but like the winner, right? Or the person who's going out there, this is super crude, you know, for quote, and we use these sort of metaphors for the kill, you know, the hunt, you're, you're competing against others. Just curious, like, how do you perceive yourself when you're thinking purely in competitive terms? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack there because I think how, like, if you asked like a hundred different athletes, Hey, what does it take to be single-minded or like, what does it take to win? Like what mentality? I think you're going to get a hundred different answers. And so like, well, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but did you watch the documentary, The Weight of Gold? It's on my list. I have not, but it's been referenced numerous times in interviews to me. Yeah. So it's a really good watch. I think everyone should watch it. Um, and I definitely have a different perspective having struck with mental health, but I think it's really interesting because we watched it as a team and talked about it. And one of the takeaways was like, well, shit, like if I'm not so focused that I'm willing to like sacrifice everything, am I never going to make it? Like, do you have to be like that in order to be a Olympic gold medalist? And I think the answer is no. Um, I really think that, like, I feel like I am proving with this tour that you can be like totally devouring a Netflix show in between, like in between stages of the tour to ski, like you can be dancing around with your roommate, enjoying a lot of Lizzo. You can be smiling at the start. You don't have to be stone faced serious and you can still pull out the performance of your life. Like it's, it's totally individual. And I think, I don't know, it's just important for me to, I guess, say that like in order to be super focused and ready to go is going to look different for everyone. And so, yeah, some people need to be serious at the start. Some people have to just like, you know, be more obsessive over the details and don't get me wrong. Like I, I am like very detail oriented. Like for me to be focused and ready to try to win the tour, it was a mix of having my little details that I wanted to get right. Right. Like, you know, like you go for your shakeout jog and you get your massage and, you make sure you get enough food in somehow and you make sure you get enough hydration and you lay in bed, even if you can't sleep, at least you're horizontal, you know, like all those things. Um, but then, you know, if, you know, I looked at, you know, it's easy to make it be really big picture. Like, Oh my God, I'm winning the tour. Like, Oh my gosh, I do, I can't blow it. But really I needed to bring it small again and go, okay, well, what do I need to do in this hour? in order to be the best athlete. And if the answer is, well, I did all my stuff, I need to just rest, then I'm gonna chill out and I'm not gonna obsess over the race and I'm gonna watch Bridgerton with Julia. Fabulous show, highly recommend. And I'm just gonna like, oh yeah, yeah, we crushed it. <laughs> and, <laughs> loved it. And like, I think it's just 
was important for me to say that like you don't have to be single-minded focus on winning above all else like I had so much joy watching these videos that people were sending me of their little girls out skiing and like getting so excited about ski racing like that's so cool and you know I, I think for me it was a it was a mix of you know taking the pressure off by trying to really just be a uh, human <laughs> and then when it was go time it was go time but like I can be smiling right up until the start gun goes and trust that as soon as I'm in the race I know what I'm doing and I know how to race really well and I don't have to obsess over how to race the 24 hours before it in order to race well you know what yep. I mean yep um so I I asked Devin he texted me and I was like, I'm on the phone with Jesse. Do you have any questions? <laughs> this and be good. Well, no, no, it's pretty actually straight. It's a straight shooter question. No, and maybe that's what I like, mean though. Devin's got some good, like he's done the tour a million times. Like he's got to have. Oh yeah. It's trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Creative. He's like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and, and he's also like very much, I can see he's probably a little bit like a Jason Cork, like a real student of the sport. Um, but, you know, I'm curious, where does this, and this is paraphrasing, you know, Devin's question, like he considers this the single biggest individual achievement in women's U.S. cross-country ski history. So I'm reading that text right there. Wow. Um, can you reflect? I know. Can you reflect on that? But in fact, I guess the, the first question is for you, where does this where is this in the context of the continuum that conti you know that is women skiing right now for the US? I mean, yeah, for me this was really big because you know when I look at it compared to world champs or olympics like obviously the the pressure and the um scope of the world watching you at the olympics is more, right? So you have more mentally to deal with but physically it's one race like one race at a time I mean like I did all six at the Olympics but like it's just one day at a time they're not cumulative they're not stacked up on each other and this is a little bit like you know you have one bad day and there it goes and you have to have eight good days and you have to really be on and with it and in it for 10 days in a row and that to me is so much harder because and not just for you, it's harder for your whole team. It's harder for the techs, it's harder for the coaches, the support staff, our volunteers. It's harder for everyone. Um, and that's why I do feel like this might be the biggest thing I've ever done in my career because of that. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's just such a strain on you and you just have to be in it and with it for so long consistently. Um, okay, curious. Jason Cork, longtime coach. Obviously, you guys have been going, you know, working hand in hand for for some time, and there's been a lot of success associated with with uh, the relationship. And I'm curious if you can think about something that was a goal prior to the tour de ski that maybe you guys spoke about, and maybe it was like I want to walk away with a win. I'm not sure. You can comment on that. And something today where maybe you shared a moment. Um, where, I mean, yeah, where you were like, you know, goal achieve or like, Hey Cork, how about, 
how about what we accomplished here? I'm just kind of curious, giving us a little bit of insight into that that uh, working relationship. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah, no. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I, I totally can. Um, I was just trying to think. It seems like the start of the tour was like a million years ago. Um, so I was trying to remember what we talked about at the start. Um well, it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, yeah, wow. Time stretches when it's so much every day. Um, but yeah, I I do remember actually my biggest goal going into the tour was so simple and so hard um, because it was just to have fun. Um, because I know that when I am actually truly having fun, like not just saying it, but when I'm feeling it, when I'm really having fun, that's when I'm actually the most dangerous on the race course. Um because when I'm having fun and when I'm happy is when I can suffer the most. And that's when I race the best. Um, because a lot of the tour is who's willing to suffer the most, you know? So, um, a lot of that goal, when you break it down was, okay, how do we keep the vibe on the team in a good place? Like, what can I do to add to that to make it good? How do we keep our roommate vibe good? That's easy. Julia's awesome. Um, but like, you know, how do I keep the pressure off? And so talking about just like, you know, like, um, Cork did the pre-flash interview in Val Musser with me, which I'm sure he absolutely hated. Uh, he hates being on TV or in photos or any sort of attention. And he could tell I was nervous before the race. And when Doris asked for the pre-flash and I was like, Cork, you want to do it? He was like, okay. Because he knew it would make me so happy. He knew it would make me laugh and it would be funny. And like, so like 40 minutes before the race, he did this with me and just, he did that a hundred percent for me. And that's the sort of thing where he goes above and beyond, even when it makes him uncomfortable because he knew like, that's what she needs right now. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and then after the race, just, oh, I just, it was nice to, um, just, yeah, share a moment with, Cork and all the coaches and techs are just kind of like, wow, like that was cool. Like everyone's totally smoked. We're all so tired. <laughs> um, but it was, it was cool to share like, wow, we, the, this team did this and that's really cool. 